All right. Welcome back after a long hiatus to another Surreal Shore production. And we are going to be talking about Teen Mom 3 today. And with me, as always, I have my fabulous co-host, Miss Justine. Say what up. What up? I am a natural <laughs> beauty. This we all know. But at the same time, I am a woman who likes to play up her features a little bit. <laughs> Dude, right before I posted that on my Instagram, dude, Sister Patterson started following me. <gasps> and I was already planning on posting it just before dropped. that. Dude, I, I know. I don't know if I'm flying a little too close to the sun or if, like, I've made it. You know? I think, I think I've reached. It. I think I've reached my peak. It's only downhill from here. <laughs> um, Are you planning to watch the House of Villains show that New York yeah. is going to be on with Jax and... 100 100 yes and i know you and julie are going to be talking about it on resting bitch face um i'll probably like talk about it a little bit i'm not going to like recap it but i'll just talk about things that i think are necessary for the podcast on mine but i think we should do like an episode review together sometime oh for sure yeah that's what's gonna be a you? good one what's up with you justine it's been a long time since we've talked teen mom here I know. Um, literally nothing. I've I'm so bored because Aww. I have two friends that live out here. So um, but honestly, no, it's all good. I'm just like relaxing, getting settled into my new environment and stuff, mm -hmm. trying to like be confident enough to drive places without a GPS and all that stuff. Um is that something people do? I've lived in the same place almost my entire life, and I still use GPS. Okay, so it's not just me. Oh, I'm, no. I'm horrible not. with that. Like, I don't know. I get so jealous of my fiancé because he can go somewhere one time, and it doesn't matter if we haven't been there in five years. He'll still yeah. remember exactly how to get there and everything. And I can go somewhere five times in the same week, and I still have to have my my app on. So, But what if it changed? What if it's not the same place? Well, and also out here, everything is so stretched apart, if that makes sense. Uh -huh. So like if you miss an exit on the highway, it's like 30 minutes before the next exit before you can turn around even. So it's like you better be paying attention when you're on the road. Full on Texas Chainsaw Massacre if you miss an exit. Yeah, pretty much, honestly. <laughs> did you see it there we see a lot of the same things on our algorithm did you see the meme and it was like the white tank top horror subgenre and it's like jessica beale and the oh, texas yeah. chainsaw mm -hmm. and uh, alicia cuthbert <laughs> yep yeah no the last episode we did was the one we did with anthony which probably would have been in like i don't know june july yeah, that was a whole season ago. Yeah, that was uh long before my trip. Everything that was when the Titanic submarine was happening. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's Remember definitely that, folks? definitely been a minute. However, I got right back into this again. I watched mm -hmm. this episode and then the next two over the weekend. I just put it on and I was like, "Fuck, this show is so fucking good." Uh, I say it every time. How did it only get one season? I couldn't agree more. When I turned it on, I was like, oh, this is a banger. This was a good episode. Everyone delivered here. I was rooting for all of these girls to get dicked down in this episode. And unfortunately, <laughs> it did not happen. 
Like, you know, and we got two girls being did. like, fuck my man. And like, I could go out if I wanted to. And it's like, do it. Go, please, please. You know, and like Brianna was like, I'm going to the club. And then it's like, my, the club sucks. Like, ugh, we'll get into it. The <laughs> days of like, ju- I don't know, just even when I was watching Katie and Joey fight, I was just thinking about like, you know, relationships that I had when I was 18 years old and being mm-hmm. like, Jesus Christ, I'm so thankful that I did not have a camera in my face and that someone like me has that saved on their iTunes library for the rest <laughs> of their life that they can watch whenever they want and uh-huh. doing a podcast about it 10 years later. Like, oh my God. Same. I'm also just happy I did not have a baby at 16 years old, too. But I mean, shit happens, I guess. But yeah. God, I mean, listen, how many times has Katie like thought? I don't want to say she regrets her daughter, but having her daughter when she did. Like, how many times have do you think that she's thought that? Because that was like the bitch on the show that had like literal dreams that like mm-hmm. could have gone places definitely wouldn't have been with joey yeah i mean did she end up having more kids i know you found her online i don't remember okay all it these girls me except for didn't. yeah except for brianna and mackenzie they're also like the other two are so elusive like we know very few like few about them you know mm-hmm 100% and I I don't know it's fun because you're recap you're actively recapping like the current teen mom show mm-hmm. uh, what was it like to go back and watch Brianna earlier today well there's a few things that were like parallels to kind of how Brianna is now but she you at first glance you're like holy shit she's such a different person but she's really not she's not she's always kind mm-hmm. of just been who she is i agree with all the day who's women actually they're they, they are just who they are mm-hmm. um oh shoot what was i gonna say darn it darn it darn it oh we'll come back to it but, but yes while there was you a think moment- about what you're gonna say yeah I just have to thank you because you were at Mall of America on the weekend and you saw some Terrifier merch, which I'm 99% <laughs> sure has not made its way to Canada because, you know, hot topic, any of these fucking chains, you guys get it first in the States. We get it like six months later. So you picked me up some Terrifier sweats, sweatpants and a sweatshirt. So only for you. Thank you so much because now I have all of my outfits planned out for Frightmare in the Falls in October. Oh, I didn't even think of that. I just thought you wanted it to lounge around the house in. Well, listen, I'm getting another Art the Clown in costume photo op. So I think it would be cute if I wore the half black, half white to match him. There you go. (laughs) Bada bing, bada boom. So thank you. You're welcome. I'm still plotting my outfits for Twin Cities Con too. The best I can think of so so far is doing Shannon Doherty's look when she gets banged in the elevator um, with like the Degrassi jacket, but it wouldn't be an actual Degrassi jacket. But that's my best I can think of so far. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah. Um. Well, who should we start with today? Here, Rihanna. Sure. Yeah, that's what I have first. I think that makes sense. So I didn't write down like 
the voiceovers. Oh, that's okay. Neither did I. So Brianna's first scene, she's doing these like, you know, she's getting her pre-birthday pedicure with her friend. Her Nels. Yeah. And this is her 18th birthday. And she wants to go to a club. (sighs) This... (laughs) I don't even know where to start with this. I know. I knew you were going to have thoughts on this. Okay, so have you ever been to an all-ages club? Yeah, I I thought about this. I knew you were going to ask. So right after uh, Cedric broke up with me, my friends were like, oh, we got to go out. Like, we got to go to a club because you're single now, you know? So we went to First Avenue in downtown Minneapolis. And you were super famous. I was 18. Okay. And we had to go on, I think it was a Friday night because it was the only night you could go when it was 18 plus. All ages night. Yes. And it was fucking or 18 plus, 18 plus night. Yeah. 18 plus night. Um, And I mean, it was probably similar to the club Brianna goes to here. I just remember a lot of dudes being creepy, um, you know, and my one friend kept like moving a guy's hand who kept trying to like probably grab my ass or something. Not not much to grab there. But uh, I just remember she kept like literally grabbing his hand and putting it back by him. Like, oh, um, my God, I don't I don't think we drank. We probably smoke smoked. Um, But yeah, it was just a very club. And at the time, single ladies was a very popular song. So that was fun. Good timing. Uh. But yeah, I mean, it was it was lame looking back. And we used to I used to go to the gay 90s and that was 18 plus. But we would obviously get drunk beforehand. (laughs) Well, I was just laughing at this because, first of all, if she lived in Alberta, she could drink. Right. The drinking age is 18 here. Right. Um, But yeah, she wants to go to this club and, you know, Brittany and Roxanne, like, basically don't think she's ready to turn 18 They're like, they don't think she's ready for the responsibility of being an 18-year-old. And I'm just like, is 18 really, like, unless you live here or somewhere where it's the drinking age or anything, it's like, I don't remember 18 being this, like, standout year for me. Mm -mm. Do you? Like, I didn't think I was, like, an adult when I was 18. I I probably thought I did, but I'm also regularly dumb. Um, And if I meet an 18 year old now, you know, I'm not like, oh, you're an adult. I'm like, oh, you're still stupid. You know, like you're still naive. You've got five years on you before I consider you a real grown up, you know. Uh, But I mean, I got a tattoo literally on my 18th birthday and went and bought scratch offs and shit. And I probably bought cigarettes. So. But does that make you an adult? No, because you can sign up for the army. Does that make you you can buy cigarettes at 18? In the States? Yeah. Oh, I thought you had to be 21. At least you could in 2008. Wow. Okay. I definitely bought cigarettes. Yeah. It might have changed since then. I don't know. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. But Fun facts. Fun facts. America's doing it right. (laughs) You get, get that cancer at 18. Yeah, except for the drinking thing. Right. They have, I like, guess. the oldest drinking age, I feel like, in the world. 21. <laughs> it is kind of old to 
Like by the time I was 21, I, I already like had a pretty solid alcohol tolerance. You was going to say you already had significant liver damage. Got it. Yeah. Yes, that too. So, For sure. And um, I mean, usually, I mean, it doesn't really matter here because you can find someone. We all had someone yeah. to buy us booze, you know? Of course. I was uh, I was talking about this with Julie the other day, how like I had a friend growing up and her mom used to take us to we were in high school and her mom used to take us to the liquor store and like we would point out what we wanted and she would buy it for us. Oh, my God. Like whatever coolers and stuff. And she would always say things like, well, those are obviously targeted towards really young people anyways. Like that's how she would justify it. What's uh what's that mom up to today? Honestly, Do that's a great that's a great question. Is she alive and kicking? Um as far as I know, the last the last time I saw her was in I believe 2017. That's and a that's long all, time that's ago. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. A lot can happen. She's probably got a mugshot or two. Listen, at the time I thought like, you know, I love those nights where I got to like stay at her house cuz I always got like alcohol and you know, we'd always throw parties at their house and their parents didn't care. And it was like a fun time. But looking back on it now, I'm like, that was very inappropriate. Yes, for sure. And we see a lot of that on these shows. Not so much with this series. Uh, it wasn't a mom, but I don't think the mom was much better. Um, but we had a friend whose older sister who was... Mm, at least seven years older than us, I'm going to say. Um, and she had like her own house, you know, and she would let us regularly go over there and just get smashed at her house. Um, she's dead now from alcoholism. Like, wow. Yeah, it's just not good. Not good. Don't just don't do that, people. You know, I mean, I know what's going to happen. People, kids are gonna have parties after prom and shit but don't be like the regular like it's fine person you know because you're not putting anyone in a good situation and you're the one who gets in trouble you know yeah I remember like not even giving is I remember going back to my high school when I was I think I honestly now that I'm looking back on it I'm like did I not even graduate until I was 19 because <laughs> I remember smoking a cigarette walking back to my high school to like drop off a booklet that I did for like one of my final credits and then I remember a kid outside my high school asking me for a cigarette and I was like no I because I felt like I would get like in trouble for giving like a high school kid a cigarette anyways yeah you're, I, you're like I would never you're like, did I ever actually graduate grade six? <laughs> like, thinking back, am, am I am I graduated? Am I graduated? I don't Listen, know. Believe it or not, I am a high school graduate. I did You're a high I did, school graduate. I yeah, did I'm get. Sure. I did go as far as secondary school. So you gotta give me at least that. Good for you. And hey, I graduated. Um, I graduated with a bachelor's and did three rounds of whatever votech school after and look at us we're in the exact same fucking place it doesn't matter college is a fucking scam people hey you said it you just you <laughs> just gotta suck the right dick that's really all it comes down to no matter what you do for a living we're all pretty much just figuratively sucking dick for money it just depends on what your avenue is depends on what costume you're wearing really 
listen, that's one way to look at it, I guess. <laughs> you're sucking up to someone, you know, you're sucking someone's dick. Um. Okay. So speaking of sucking dick, Roxanne's like, oh my God, I hope Brianna has a good time and that she's safe. And like Roxanne and Brittany are driving to this birthday dinner. So I guess in the scene, they like have their birthday dinner and then uh, Brianna and her friends are going to like go out and stay the night. So they're at the dinner and Roxanne wants the friend's parents' phone numbers. Mind you, they are 18. I thought that was a little overboard even yeah but it's classic roxanne don't bug the mom and even the one friend's like if you call my mom there's like she's not gonna answer that'd be my mom she'd be like don't fucking bother me you know yeah um britney gives brianna a card with money in it and brianna does the classic we've all done this where you open up the birthday card and you pretend like you didn't see the money or the gift certificate that's in there. Yeah. So, and you finish reading it and then all of a sudden, Oh, Oh, there's, there's a 20 in here. Thanks grandma. Um, so that's what Brianna does from Brittany like laughs and she gives her 50 bucks, which 50 something, 50 something bucks. She 50 gave her something. some random bottom of the purse. Change she got and... paid. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at first, Brianna actually tries to give the money to Roxanne to buy Nova, like, formula or something, because obviously Roxanne is the one who's, like, financially supporting the baby at this point. And they're like, no, 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 like, keep the money, it's for you. Um, And then when they're leaving the dinner, Brittany tells her, like, you know, if if something goes down, like, just call me, I won't tell mom, whatever. Do I don't believe ha- her. I believe her. I okay. I. D- I I believe that they have secrets from Roxanne. You don't? Uh, I guess. But she did say, like, because it's your birthday, I won't tell mom. You know, I just thought that was like her sense of humor. Like, but but I I could see Brittany, you know, when she's pissed off at Brianna being like, "Mm, you know, mom, you know what Brianna did? You know what she did on her birthday (laughs) that one night? Do you remember that? Do you remember that, mom? this would be nice to have. I just recently Her and Lewis was... had sex without a condom again, and she had to go to plant the STD clinic and get an STD test. Yeah, aren't you happy I got an abortion? <laughs> um, this would be nice to have. I was just talking to Sean about this. We're a one and done couple, but and I'm mm-hmm. an only child. But it would have been really nice to have a sibling to grow up with. To a have those secrets secrets with, but also just be able to have a mutual understanding of how whack your parents are. You know, even yeah. if your parents are great parents, you, they're still whack. You know that there's they still have problems. Like, did you and your brother have a relationship like this? Did you have secrets? Um, I mean, probably. Like, mm-hmm. we've definitely like gotten high together, and you know, mm-hmm. not told my mom or like you know oh my god mom doesn't know we're high right now type of thing sure Sure. I mean this is what I was gonna say is like I wish I had a sister because I feel like when you have a sister especially they're only like a year apart aren't they or like my brother Mm -hmm. and I are only a year and a half apart but it's just different because he's a guy you know Mm -hmm. um but even like you said to have the relation of like you know, we both we both are the only people who can relate to like how fucked up our parents are. Like, I feel like current daytime, that's the only thing my brother and I have in common these days. Yeah. Like we talk, we shoot the shit, like 
you know, we laugh and we talk about shows we like, whatever, as anyone else does. But when it comes down to it, it's like we can sit there for like three hours and talk about how fucked up our dad is, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that with anyone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'd be um, nice to have. I don't know. They they do have. I, it is admirable how close they still are, you know, because yeah. that is one of the things about having another. It's like it'd be nice if I knew for sure that my daughter would have a close sibling, but you also can't guarantee that's the way it's going to pan out. You know what I mean? They could fucking hate each other. That happens. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Well, I feel like you and Sean are a healthy enough couple that, like you said, you wouldn't be able to to know if they would be close or not whereas like the siblings you know are going to be close are the ones who are like trauma bonded from like sure childhood right what i mean like i feel Uh like that's a little bit of maybe what brianna and Brittany are going through at this point like come on i I love her but their mom is roxanne yeah and it just kept happening you know i mean almost a decade after this not quite but eight years or so they find out that you know Britney's dad isn't even her dad they went their whole life thinking that they had the same dad and at 25 years old she finds out like oh my whole childhood was literally a whole fucking lie how am I supposed to sit with that ma you know yeah yeah I mean just imagine Roxanne being your mom like I said I love her but just the drama would never end Mm -hmm. the dramatics that's right Oh, my God. So Brianna goes to this club and I don't know if this is all ages or 18 plus because. Well, like here in Alberta, it's 18 to drink where I grew up, Ontario, it's 19 to drink. So we never had like it was either all ages or 19 plus because I just feel like 18 plus. What's the point at that point? It's an Um, 18 plus club. That's why they did the X's. On okay. The back of their hands. So I have a, <laughs> I have a great story about that. First of all, I'm disappointed in them. They did not do the trick. The trick is to go to the bathroom, wash that shit off right away. I, oh, did- I thought I, I thought I knew what you were going with. Sorry, go on. No, because they put the X's on your hands to, oh, you have the X's on your hands. You're not old enough to have a drink. If you are old enough, then they don't put anything on your hands. Mm -hmm. At least that's what they do here. So my ex-boyfriend, when I was 18, 17, 18, when I met him, I don't know, a little older than me, we met at a CKY concert at the Opera House in Toronto. Yes. And I was with him, him and his friends who were all, whatever, old enough to drink and he was like, we're going to watch the concert. They, This venue, the Opera House, it's just like a general admission floor. And then above it is a nice like look over balcony with like a mm-hmm. bar. So people who are like trying to drink all night just like go to the upper deck. You know what I mean? So anyways, he's like, go wash your hands like right now. And it came right off my fucking hands. Went to the upstairs bar got to drink with them all night, did not get asked to show my ID once when I actually was underage. And I'm like, how did I get away with that when now I'm 32 years old and I've been ID'd every single time I've tried to buy alcohol living here? So it's like, oh, I know. What, what the fuck? I got ID'd at the Ren Fest yesterday. I was like, are you kidding me? I have a toddler with me. 
<laughs> give <laughs> give me the booze. Um, I thought what you were going with was so I used to have um, when I was in high school, my I had a group of friends that were in a metal band, all dudes, and my dad would let them practice in our basement every Sunday. <laughs> So I would always go with to the shows and I'd be like their merch school merch girl or whatever the fuck. And um, I wouldn't be allowed to go because I I wasn't 18 yet. Um, so what we would do is the guys would go in, get their stamps. I don't remember what they were, but they were just stamps. And then they would meet us like me and um, one of the guys brothers or something around the back. And they would come up and then try to do it before it was dry and they get it to transfer onto our hands like a fucking assembly line or something. And that's how we'd get in. <laughs> Again, and it worked. Plus. It worked. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. It's funny because when I was at Niagara Falls Comic Con in June, day two, because um, that was when the Art the Clown photo op was happening. And I got there like I didn't have tickets. So they had a separate line for people who didn't have tickets yet. Whatever. This line was not moving at all. I was in the line for like two hours at this point. I was like, fuck, I'm not going to make it in time for the photo op. I'm just going to go because they had this like in and out area for people who wanted to like smoke or there was a bar sure. out there. Mm-hmm. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to have a drink in here. I'm just going to make the most of my time, possibly try to sneak in the side door, whatever. I met these two guys. To this day, I have them on Facebook and we still talk and stuff. Two two dudes wearing Terrifier shirts. They had already been in and they had the stamp, the in and out stamp that they give you. So I literally asked the guy, I was like, this sounds fucked, but can you lick your hand and mm-hmm. put the stamp yeah. on the back of my hand and I'm going to try to sneak in through the side door? And we were trying and it was just because it had already been a couple hours. It, you have to do that when it's fresh. I, anyways, I long story, long story long, I ended up getting in and all was well. But um, yeah, so funny. I wonder if the stamp pad literally has something on it that says lick proof. Or something like if that's something that bars have to deal with now they know oh probably know. oh yeah. yeah um but anyways these all ages clubs are like they're brianna was like shocked at how lame it was she was like this is the lamest thing i've ever seen in my life like i can't dance to this there's i can't like this is so fucking lame and it's like well no shit because people who are cool and who are going to drink aren't going to an all ages club they're going to like an actual fucking bar if you're i'm sorry if you're 21 and you're going to like an all age event there's something wrong with you yeah amen um i took this as more of brianna got lemons thrown at her and just refused to make lemonade out of it i thought this looked like a good time and especially for someone who Brianna doesn't strike me as someone who does drink regularly, you know, I believe she's home with Nova all the time. Like, why wouldn't it be fun to go out and just dance on your 18th birthday? Maybe meet meet a cute guy, you know? Like, I feel like she went into it knowing or planning on feeling this way, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I just think she refused to have a good time. Like, she went there knowing, like, that's the way it's going to be and that's the story I'm sticking to. So yeah. I thought it was lame. Um, also, while they were getting ready for the club, um, I was getting serious Chelsea flashbacks because Brianna and her friends all look fucking identical to each other. 
yeah. just like Chelsea and her friends and they're dressed yeah. alike their hair's the same I'm like whoa whoa what's going on who is it um just just that you know it's so true though you definitely become who you hang out with especially mm-hmm. at that age you know oh 100% Jess and I still like rotate hair colors I swear it's <laughs> like I'm going through my pink then she goes through her pink and then she does purple then I'm like now I want to do purple uh I always like see groups of young girls, even and even young boys to this day, like teenagers on the street, you know, and and you're like, okay, you guys are like all the same person. Like they'll all have the same hairstyle. I'll be wearing the same clothes. Like it's just something you do when you're a kid, I guess. An 18 year old girl these days is in the um, the crop top, you know, the black crop top, the high waisted um shorts like the mom shorts and then those high top platform white converse that is what every teenage girl is wearing these days mm-hmm. yeah um the scene we get though outside of the club when they leave this is when i was like oh this is the brianna we know from teen mom too the shit starting oh, yeah. brianna you know oh yeah what when the guy pushes her he grazed her it was an accident. I do not think it was intentional. I don't think he planned on getting it. I don't think he wanted to get her attention at all. Um, he was probably on Molly and like accidentally bumped into her. And Brianna, who's already kind of heated in the moment, looks at him and is like, dude, you need to chill the fuck out. Do not push me like that. Chill the fuck out. And her friend's like, don't talk to drunk people like that. She's like, I don't care. Don't push me like that. And it's like, if that guy were to turn around and actually be like, what the fuck are you talking about or like acknowledge her she would have you know she would have shrunk yeah up. that's what brianna does brianna talks a lot of shit but i feel like when she actually gets you know approached you have to be fucking shrinks. careful who you randomly yell at mm-hmm. like i don't know when i was 18 i i too had all the fucking balls in the world to yell at a drunk person but now i'm like Mm -mm. i'm gonna pretend like you didn't touch me nothing happened i don't know if you have a knife on you a gun if we're in the united states you know (laughs) even honestly even if you're at somewhere with like a metal detector or something because i've seen them they make plastic like um what they call it like pocket knives now that are really sharp and really strong but they can make it through a metal detector so just a heads up jesus christ yeah um okay so brianna's last scene she goes home she doesn't have fun in the club this to me was the funniest part of her entire segment is her being like i didn't spend any money um i'm gonna save the money that britney gave me because i want to get a tattoo and britney and roxanne like sit up and they're like what you're not getting a tattoo what's wrong with you and it's like it's just funny now because brianna is so tatted up now that it's funny that they're freaking out over her getting like a teeny little tattoo this is always how it starts and the tattoo i think she does get this tattoo she's talking about um but it was a deterrent this tattoo was to get them to stop asking about how the night went because when she gets home because they don't know she was going to the club. She didn't want Roxanne and Brittany to know she was going out. So she gets home and then she they're like, how was it? She's like, it was bad. And they're like, why? And she's like, I don't know. It was just bad. Like, I don't know. We just sat there all night. And like, they keep asking, like, what do you mean? Why was it bad? But she's not giving them any information. And it's like, you just just said it was good. The end. 
That, right. that would have been the end of the conversation, but they're trying to ask her. And then she's like, oh, you know, I didn't spend any money last night. So I'm going to get a tattoo right here. And then it worked. It worked. They stopped asking about it. Also, you know that if she told them she was going to the club, they would show up. I was going to ask, do you think they weren't there? I'm surprised we didn't get a shot of Brittany and Roxy like on the side of the building in suction cup, you know. Nova's like sleeping in the SUV outside. I think they'd have her her on the back. I think they'd have a little uh, scuba suit for her too. Like be on their their back. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, poor Brianna. I do think I do think she gets the tattoo back there though if i remember correctly i don't know if we see it's i totally remember her first tattoo it's something about make your something bad into something make your own penis showing game is that what it is um i don't know i don't remember the exact same but i remember it's like one of those like bullshit inspirational quotes anyways live laugh love happy 18th birthday brianna it's crazy how long we've been watching this girl for i know we had a little bit of a break but it's like she's what 30 now so it's crazy we should oh god if i had i i don't understand i don't know how to do this but someone should put together the scene of her leaving the club being like this sucks this is the lamest night ever leaving walking away down the street and then put the shot of her and Lewis when she's drunkenly at the club and then they leave together. Be like, you thought that club night was bad. This is the night you get gonorrhea. (laughs) Oh, poor Brianna. Mm -hmm. Still love you, girl. Still love you. All right. I say we do Mackenzie next here. Let's do it. Miss Mac Mac. All right. So ever since Josh told Mackenzie in a incredibly pill- high state Mackenzie's been depressed you know he said he wanted space so she's just been laying on her zebra print sheets ever since while her mom takes care of Gannon and her friend Victoria comes over and crawls on to Mackenzie's bed with her shoes shoes on on. oh my god I'm glad oh can we just settle this I I have a lot of beautiful friends and family in my life but a lot of those people are people who think it's okay to just waltz into your house with your fucking street shoes on. Is this is this a crime? I'm going to go there right now. I think that's an American thing. Because in Canada, like, everyone takes their shoes off, like, the second they get into someone's house. And um, when my beautiful aunt was still alive, rest in peace, because she lived in... Um, she lived in California for like most of her life. And even when she would like come back home to visit, she would like keep her shoes on. And we all thought it was so weird. Like, I think it's a Canadian thing to take your shoes off, American thing to keep them on. Take your fucking shoes off if you come to my house, anyone listening. Um, if you come in to murder me, even please take your fucking shoes off. Uh, but yeah, I know so many people that are like, it's okay. Just leave them on. Just walk on my carpet. In your shoes, please. What? What? Oh, God, it's obnoxious to me. Um, And her friend's like, oh, you look sad. And I thought like four times, I kept rewinding it. I thought she said you look fat. It sounded like she totally, I was like, whoa. Um, But yeah, she's depressed about Josh. And then she's like, well, what would cheer you up? And Mackenzie said, how about we Skype? 
with Mandy. Skype with I- Mandy. Skype with Mandy. Which, oh my God, this must have been right when Skype came out because it was hot for a minute there. Oh, yeah. Um, as we're here on Zoom. Uh, but yeah, so they Skype Mandy, who's away at college, and they're telling him about, you know, or telling her about the whole Josh lying about bull riding practice and all that. And then Mackenzie basically tells her, hey, since my boyfriend sucks ass, you need to stop posting about how great your man is. <laughs> uh, because I guess she's engaged. Her friend's engaged already. Um, and Mackenzie tells her, like, no, you can't get married. Sleeping with one guy for the rest of your life, that's so boring. Don't get married. And it's like, oh, this didn't age well, you know? Yeah, but I fully believe like- that Mackenzie's had sex with other people now. At this point in the show or like current day? Current day. Oh, here I think she's only fucked Josh. Maybe like soaked with one guy before him Ew. or something. Mm, just saying. They're religious. That's that's like Mormon though. Mm. Um yeah, definitely current day, because doesn't isn't she dating that guy now? She's like dating someone else now. Uh the last I saw was a long time ago, and I feel like she was um posting pictures with that uh black guy yeah that's the same guy yeah he's like a personal trainer or something like yeah okay yeah yeah so i Mm -hmm. i believe she's still with him yeah she's definitely like i don't know i would say Mackenzie's probably had sex with like three people her whole life yeah i believe it and she probably has cried after the first time with each one you know like mom's watching me um Jesus, Eric. <laughs> I'm sorry. Maybe it's because I'm 100% sober recording today that I'm so sassy. Um, so they decide that Mackenzie needs a camping trip to get over Josh and get her mind off things. Um, I'm a fucking redneck. How, yeah, obviously. It's an 18 plus club or it's camping. You know, those are your choices. So the three of them plan to go camping, but Mandy apparently off camera said, fuck that noise. I'm not doing that. So it's just Victoria. Her and boyfriend wouldn't let her. Probably. He's like, I heard them. They say it's going to be boring to fuck me for the rest of your life. You're not going with those whores. Uh, well, you know what they say? The ones that brag the most over Facebook are the ones who are like low key in the toxic relationships. There you go. So maybe it was like that type of situation. Like she gets off Skype and he like has something to say to her now you know right sorry i can't go i'm not allowed to do girls nights we we oh, all we god. all have that like one friend that's not allowed to come to girls night you know oh god barf oh god uh they decide this is gonna be a no boys weekend they're not gonna talk about boys at all and they spend this whole no boys weekend talking about boys <laughs> it's talking about well, josh what else do you talk about Like, even now as a 32-year-old woman, like, I'm still finding a way to bring up, like, who my hall passes are. Yeah. Yeah. Like, anything. Like, how do you not talk about guys? Sorry. I mean, when I was with all my coworkers this weekend, because it was mostly women, the only guy there is my boss's husband. uh, We all stayed in hotel rooms next to each other. And the first thing I say is like, okay, we're all going to get together. We're going to play like light as a feather, stiff as a board. We're going to talk shit about our guys. Like, that's what you do. You know? (laughs) Exactly. It's fun. It never gets old. Um, So yeah, um, Mackenzie and Victoria roll up to 
this campsite and they try to set up their tent and neither of them know what the fuck they're doing. Uh, do you know how to set up a tent? I'm assuming you do. Why would you assume that? I feel like from Canada, you would have gone camping at least once or twice. No? Okay. If we were to go together, we could figure it out. I just need you to hold the shit and I can do the rest. You don't need a hammer. Listen, living here in Alberta, I ain't going camping. You cannot get me in a tent on a campground. There's like bears and shit out here. I'm not yeah, doing it. For sure. I understand. Uh, but yeah, I'm they a, can't I'm figure a, the shit. I'm a motherfucking city girl. Okay. Like I I don't do camping. I don't do bugs. You're a glamper. I like, to, I like to like sit outside so that I can like drink and chain smoke cigarettes, but I'm not <laughs> that's not for me. I'm staying in I'm staying at the best western up the road, okay? <laughs> sure. I'll meet you guys there. Yeah. Yeah. I'll meet you there to take a picture and then I'm going back to Exactly. <laughs> to the Radisson. Yeah. Uh so they're trying to figure this thing out. And then at one point, Mackenzie points over at these two guys whose faces are blurred out swimming in the river, being like, should we ask those guys over there? And Victoria's like, no, no boys. And I'm like, please go ask them. This is when I was like, this episode could get interesting. Like, what if those guys did come over and it ended up being like a double date situation? I would have loved that. Josh would have hated that. That would have gotten Josh's um, like his engine going, you know? Oh, yeah. Some some guy helped you pitch a tent in a non like ironic way, like non metaphorically, you know, <laughs> Josh doesn't know those words, but you know what I mean? Um, So yeah, at one point, ha- or, um, Mackenzie's like, oh, we don't have a hammer. I'm like, where does it say you need a hammer? You don't need a hammer to set up a tent. You use your foot, dumbass. <laughs> anyway, uh, it starts to rain and they flag down some 40 year old dude who just like comes up and does one thing. They're like, can you help us? And he's like, yeah, you just need to do this. And then it's like done, you know, uh, and the girls hide in the tent from the rain and they're both like, this is going to be so much fun. And then I thought this is going to be a fucking nightmare. <laughs> That's what this is going to be. <laughs> I mean, it didn't turn out to be that bad of a night for them. Mm-hmm. We saw it seemed like the rain stopped pretty quick, which yeah. is nice. I would have loved this. I would have loved just like a teeny bit of rain mm-hmm. set out by the campfire. But I ain't staying there overnight, like I said. Would you stay in a camper? I would camp. Like, I'm not totally against camping. It's just living somewhere like here where there's like actual bears and shit. Okay. Like in Ontario where those where there's no bears, like yeah, for sure. I'd I'd camp there in a campground. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I'll do it for like a night. Okay. What about like so what about like a rock festival situation or just a music festival situation? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You do sure. it then? Okay. hundred percent. How do you a lot of shower fun. though? Or do you just not? So our camper had a shower in it and they can the people there can put water in your camper for like 50 bucks or something. Uh, But we used the grounds showers because they had like 20 showers nearby. Okay. Just like your summer camp showers, whatever. Um, I would be drunk the entire time, but I would do it. Yeah, that's what you do. That's the point. Yeah, (laughs) I I would have to be as like, yeah, not a second of sobriety in in there. You got to have a shower beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So later that night, the girls are having a fire, and now there's another friend with them that I didn't catch her name. I don't know if they gave it, uh, but now there's three of them. Chelsea. Chelsea, of 
course. Of and course. I said in my notes, <laughs> I wrote in my notes that this Chelsea also must have a super rich dad because she pulls up in like a brand new Mini Cooper. Mini Coopers aren't cheap. I know because I wanted one and I had to settle for a Beetle. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that at all. Um, but good eye. Good eye there. If you go to LA, like half the cars are Mini Coopers because they're small and there's like no parking anywhere. Tom Schwartz has a Mini Cooper. At there least you go. He, at least he did in like the early seasons. What color? I think it was like a gray, like okay. a, a like a silver gray, like a one like this girl drove, I think. Okay. If I'm not go. mistaken. But I mean a bug. A beetle was that not like the car when we were like I don't know ten, like that was my dream car. <sighs> Listen, I love my beetle, but um, I will say I don't like driving it. I like driving it. I like being in it, but I feel like people like purposely like tailgate you and stuff. Like people you are still like- drive it. You still drive a beetle. Yes. Wow. That's the, ca- that's the car that I like drove the fuck out here in, girl. Oh, God. That's didn't, too small of a car sh- to do did, a road trip didn't in. I, I didn't see your car. Didn't I show it to you? I could have sworn I show, showed it Talk to about you. Talk about sobriety. We were not sober when we hung out. But yeah, so I know. maybe you did. Uh, yeah, no, that's too small of a car to do a road trip in, in my opinion, especially with your mom. <laughs> Listen. It happened. It happened. I, you I did it. I never have to do that drive again in my life. I did it once. And, and you're uh, stronger because of it. Exactly. And I'm here. So no, I, I love those cars. They're so cute. Um, but I've always driven bigger cars. I learned how to drive on a pickup truck. Um, so now whenever I get in like my mom's Honda Civic, I feel like I'm driving a toy car. You know, I'm like, Honda is this Civics my kid's Barbie Jeep? What is, I think hers is a Civic. Well, regardless, I've always been in like a high up car and that's what I'm used to. Like, I want to see everything, you know? Yeah. See, I like driving a bigger vehicle, not as big as a pickup truck, but I like, um, like we also have a Chevy Equinox and Love. I like driving that. So mm-hmm. it's a perfect size. Um, And also like, like if I'm driving at night, I can't drive my Beetle because the headlights are like that's nothing like I sure. will not be able to see a fucking thing sure um but yeah I like smaller vehicles because I they're just like fun it like feels like you're driving a go-kart because you're so tiny so tiny um I was like I say oh I had a Chevy Equinox for like three months and I totaled it um after a really bad ice storm I <gasps> crashed into a bunch of trees I was fine but that motherfucker I got out being like, maybe it's just a scratch. Keep in mind, I like crashed into trees. You know, I get out and look at the side and like the entire passenger side of my car was completely like scraped off. Like you could see into the car. That's so was, scary. I was just trying to get to work. I was just trying to get to my shift at Wet Seal, you know? Uh, no, I've been into a couple crappy car accidents. That was the scariest one for sure. Um, but yeah, uh, so Mackenzie, Victoria, and Chelsea are, you know, making s'mores, having girl time. And they cheers their s'mores to, boys suck! And Chelsea immediately is like, okay, so I know we're talking about boys, but uh, what's going on with Josh, Mackenzie? <laughs> and Mackenzie says, you know, 
she's just going to give Josh some space and wait for him to reach out to her and ask her to hang out, which I guess logistically is the better choice. But I mean, the best choice would be to uh, get under someone else, you know? Hmm? Yeah. So um, they drive back from the trip and Mackenzie walks in the door, says hi to Gannon and Angie and asks her mom to make lunch for her. And as she's eating... Josh texts Mackenzie and she gets excited thinking he's like, hey, like, do you want to talk or miss you? No. This text says, hey, can you come get your, you are, saddle? (laughs) So just another wah-wah. And Angie Only in Oklahoma. Yeah, right. Miami, Oklahoma. Come get your fucking saddle, bitch. Angie asks her daughter who's been just sick over this guy for, I don't know, ever, asks her, well, do you think that he's just trying to get you to come over so he can see you and talk to you? And it's like, don't say that. A, don't get her hopes up. And B, don't teach your teenage daughter that this is the way a guy, like, wants to get your attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree just uh, i totally believe in that shit you know just like i know one thing teasing you he must like you like fuck off yes i go back to my childhood and i remember being taught that literally my whole childhood like oh if a boy's mean to you it's because he has a crush on you and it's like and you wonder why like so many women end up in these like horrible abusive any Mm -hmm. type of abuse relationships you know right um yeah totally Totally tell, make sure your daughters have high fucking standards from day one. The second, the second that they understand what you're talking about, you know? Yeah. Yes. So Mackenzie's like, okay, I guess I'm going to go over there. And she drives with Gannon to Josh's house, we'll call it. And she walks up. Let's use that term loosely. Exactly. She walks up to the door and knocks. And I wrote, I guess they repaired the hole in the side of the house that she usually would enter through. (laughs) And Mackenzie dressed up for this fucking saddle pickup. She is in a little red shirt. Some like, um, oh, God, what are they? Ass cutters on Gypsy Sisters. They called these short shorts ass cutters. Yeah. And like cowgirl boots. Like, she knew he'd like her in this, you know? And uh, she's got Gannon with her. She goes up, knocks at the door. No answer. No one's there. Or maybe Josh is just passed out on the couch. Who fucking knows? But no one's answering. So she just tells Gannon, oh, I guess we'll just hang out in the grass, Gannon. And it's like, no, don't wait for him. And we get this montage of them just sitting and waiting for Josh. And every time the camera cuts back to them, they have, like, less clothes on. Gannon's just fully naked by the end of it. He's just in a diaper rolling around the stairs. And Mackenzie calls her mom and is like, he's not here. And her mom's just like, well, keep your chin up, kid. Like, the fuck? Um, And yeah, that's how uh, Mackenzie's segment ends. So sad and so pathetic. It's so pathetic. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Josh. Like, yeah, really fuck Josh. At this point, she like is way too nice to him because if I were in that situation, I'd be like, motherfucker, I came here to get my saddle. You're not here. So guess what? You can drop that off to me as long with 
as long with like all the other fucking money, like all the shit that I've paid for you for over the years, your bum mm-hmm. ass and your bull riding, like bring everything to me. I'm staying at home. Like, fuck Josh. She should should have uh, like busted a new hole into the side of Josh's trailer and just been like, I'm just going to go get that shit myself. <laughs> oh. I mean, when I was 18, I probably would have sat on the porch and waited 45 minutes too. But it's that's a long time to just like sit there and wait for someone. I don't think I've ever been in this situation. The only time I ever had like shit to exchange I had my dad do it for me. Like, Chelsea. Uh, no, but that's because, like, it was like, I'm not seeing you again. And if you talk to me again, I'm calling the cops on you. Like, so my dad and this guy, like, met up and exchanged the, like, his cigar. Um, what do they call that thing? Like, the humidor or whatever the fuck. And, like, his sweatshirts and whatever. And, like, the 40 bucks he demanded I owe him back. Like, which, of course, Great. didn't matter until I told him I didn't want to talk to him anymore. You know? Yeah. So. Yep. Oh, Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we do uh, Katie or Alex next? I kind of think Katie was the, our girl, our main girl. So I think we should do Alex next. Okay. All right. So let's see here. All right. So Arabella is walking now. You know, Arabella is growing up and uh, Alex is saying, oh, things are going good. Like, Wait, uh, are Matt- these not the dirtiest feet that you have ever seen in your fucking life oh my god i didn't see them because they probably wear their shoes in the goddamn house her f- the they like did a quick zoom in on the baby's feet and they were like oh they were shading dark her. black on the feet and i'm gross listen i don't have a baby but is it normal for your baby's feet to get that dirty not in my Just fucking walking house. around in the house um i think my daughter had dirty feet after the fair a few weeks ago and I washed them when we got home. Like, no, that, that shit doesn't go down in my house. Okay. Wear shoes and socks. You're covered. Yeah. No, your house shouldn't be like that. That's gross. That's like Snooki wearing her slippers literally everywhere. The beach outside, the boardwalk, the bar, her bed, you know, it's so fucking nasty. I found this note in my draw. (laughs) (laughs) oh i can't believe i forgot to wear my note sweatshirt when we recorded jersey shore that fucking sucks we'll do another one we will um i love this shot because when i started watching this episode i was uh preparing a uh, crock pot chicken tortilla soup that's in the crock pot as we speak so i was Mm. chopping up bell peppers fresh from the garden but wendy is cutting up like a dozen of the most like large bell peppers i've seen in my entire life like what the fuck (laughs) it was insanity anyway um matt calls from rehab and he sounds good this is the most um like present that i've ever i've ever heard matt how about you what did you think yes he sounded great he was making some very smart decisions uh by Mm -hmm. saying that he can be discharged whenever he wants but he knows that he's not ready to be in like a real life situation yet so he's staying at the halfway house mm-hmm. um really quick though i do want to say alex is the only girl in the entire teen mom franchise who actually puts some efforts into her voiceovers like her voiceovers like <laughs> matt called me and he sounded really good like right. she she like gets into it where the other girls are like 
So Matt called me and he sounded like really good. Like she actually tried. And also I did appreciate the fact that she actually pulled her car over and put it in park when he called her because Mm -hmm. of course all the time on these shows we see the girls just like on their phones while they're driving no bluetooth um so i i appreciated that she did that yeah and she just pulls into a random fucking parking lot too like a park parking lot or something well it's you know that's what you're supposed to do it's better than uh i i don't like when people are like on their phone like one of my all-time favorite memes is like when you're sitting passenger and the person driving just like starts looking at their text and it's like <laughs> the fuck my life then, right? <laughs> we all I oh got I have a friend uh I haven't we don't she lives in uh Florida now. But yeah, she would like have one leg up like bent crossed over like her other foot driving like oh, she'd like, be, like the Sammy changing, sweetheart. Yeah, the like changing foot, like, her on the music. Seat. Yeah, exactly. Like that, like speeding, like, oh, God, fucking wild. Um, I get really annoyed when people call me when I drive, especially if it's one like I should answer this because I don't have um, like Bluetooth. I, I can't talk through my car. You know, mm-hmm. it's not that smart. So it's like a whole thing. It's like, OK, what's the best route? Like, because I still have to like go on and I have to look to do speaker and the whole thing, you know, so it's not just an easy like one button. Because I don't like doing that either, you know? I get so annoyed. I can do Bluetooth in my car, but once the call ends, for some reason, it disconnects whatever I was listening to before. Mm -hmm. So if I have a playlist going or a podcast or something, it just fucking disconnects it. And then I have to, like, disconnect it on my phone and then connect it again. And then, like, it's like a whole thing. So half the time, I don't even pick up if people call me because... I can't I can't be bothered. Sorry. It can't be bothered. You know what? 20 years ago, well, that's not true. Let's say uh 30 years ago, they couldn't have reached you anyway. You know? True. <laughs> hey, car time is me time. Okay. <laughs> right? It's my podcast time. When I was driving to MOA to meet up with my coworkers, it was like, I don't have a kid in my car saying she wants to listen to Frozen or Moana or Elmo or fucking Baby Shark. I was blasting like Lincoln Park and Mudvayne and shit. Like, yeah, uh, you know, car time is me time. You know, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, Matt's doing really good, and uh, he's hoping to see Arabella for her first birthday. And uh, Alex and Arabella are chilling back at the house, and Wendy comes in and asks how Matt's doing. And Alex tells her about the phone call and, uh, you know, she'll only ever see him as the father of her child and she only cares about him as a person at this point. But um, like I said, he wants to be able to see Arabella soon for her first birthday. And Wendy on defense is like, okay, don't be mad. But why do you want him involved? You know, like he's not a good role model. (laughs) I I don't know why you want him around Arabella. And Alex, for once, does not freak out. She does not freak out once this whole episode Mm-mm. which is a which is a record for alex um and alex just says you know like just knowing how he is makes me want to try harder you know i want to be a better role model for her and wendy asks well what if you make a mistake i was like that's a weird question to ask like of course she's going to we all do and alex is like what do you mean and she's like well if like you do make a mistake do you think you're going to realize like that you did to be able to fix it and alex is like i i yeah i guess <laughs> uh 
Then we cut to Alex at work, and it still really bothers me that we don't for sure know where she works. Because I know you've said McDonald's. And doesn't it look like a McDonald's uniform? But then it had like um, $5 coffees or whatever, like on the side. Mocha. Like mocha is like written on the side. And I'm like, McDonald's wouldn't have that. Oh, I zoomed in on that too. Uh, Maybe it's like a chain that's in Pennsylvania or something only, that we don't know okay. about. I've always thought her uniform looked more like a Taco Bell uniform, but same thing. Taco Bell is even less likely to have like flavored coffee. I think McDonald's has done flavored coffee, but as a frequenter of McDonald's coffee, that's never anything I've seen them have. And Um, they wouldn't write it on that like uh, marker shit on the side of the drive-thru. Like they would have legit signs for it. Maybe I should just ask her. You're like, of all the things I could ask you, we please just tell me where you worked, which fast food place you worked. <laughs> yeah, it must be some local. I could swear it's, that's a McDonald's. It's keeping me up at night. So, Maybe it was a phase. Maybe they were going through like a we can have a like Starbucks was on the rise and McDonald's was like, we can do it, too. You know, anyway, no one cares. Um so Alex meets up with her good friend, Sabrina. Who is and... definitely that Marina girl's sister, right? Yeah. Oh, did you, yes. Did you like, okay. And also, she also weirdly looks like Haley Steinfeld. Uh, is she the girl from like... Uh, uh, Josh Allen's that? girlfriend who was at the Bills game on Sunday in a suite with his parents, by the way. Okay, um, I was at the fucking Ren Festival while the Bills game was on, <laughs> like a fucking adult. So- <laughs> um, she's in that movie Edge of Seventeen. Have you seen is that? She, is she the girl from Pretty Little Liars? I don't think I don't think she's in that. Okay, I don't know who that is. Sorry. She, I don't know her. She was in Pitch Perfect too. Nope. She was in um, True Grit. She nope. like got well. She meets know. up with Haley Steinfeld. And, <laughs> she sings that song, uh, Starving. That's really good. I didn't know that I was starving till I tasted you. Oh, she's... Uh, yes. She's something else. Oh my god, what do I know her from? Oh my god, this is gonna drive me fucking Alex's crazy. friend Sabrina looks like a Dollar Tree version of her. I've definitely seen her in something else, and I'm sorry, I don't know what it is. Anyway. Perfect 2? No, that's not it. Okay. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but her face is... Oh, I know what she's... I recognize her from Sesame Street. Really? Of all the things. I have a two-year-old. She would come on for a while, and she had a song that she did... And it was about trying and the choruses. I wonder what if let's try. And they do it like six times to the day. My daughter, when it's like, well, let's try Ruby. She goes, I wonder, let's try every time. So she she had like a music video on Sesame Street. She did like a year ago. That's what I know Josh Allen's wow. girlfriend from. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Well, now that <laughs> you know There's two types of is. people in this world. You now you have to picture that. Let's try and see these photos of her and Josh Allen, like literally having sex in a pool in Mexico. Like 
purposely for the paparazzi. Okay. I'll do that. Oh, is it like she's so um, lucky? Is it like <laughs> Hillary Duff when she's like sucking off that uh, hockey player when he proposed or whatever? Close enough to it. I love it. I Mike love Connery. that. I don't hate it. I don't hate it at all. It's so uh, funny too because that guy, like Mike Comrie or whatever, he got so many girls in that era, like Hillary Duff and everything. And it's like, like Hillary Duff. It's like, what does she like need him for? You know what I mean? Like she's the breadwinner in that relationship, mm-hmm. and all like he got all these models and stuff, and it's like he's like part owned like his parents owned the brick which is like the biggest furniture store in canada so it's like he's like an heir to like all like all of this fucking money like interesting yeah he's insanely loaded well i mean he's a hockey player and they're rich but but more like more than just like an average hockey player which is what he was which well, I'm not you... saying is nothing, obviously, but, you know. Uh, I mean. Trump change, yeah. Um, what I was thinking is that she probably has more long-term money. Um, I don't know how hockey players get paid. I'm sure there's endorsements and shit after the fact that they can do. But um, I don't. I think Hillary Duff is from the time where she probably gets good residuals still. Yeah. You know, not like the shit that people deal with these days. Did you watch Jury Duty? No, I haven't seen it yet. Should okay. I? Um, it's cute. It's a, it's a, it's a good, it's, I don't feel like, cause everyone piped it up for me, you know, hyped it up. Like, I like it, but I'm not like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. Um, but there's a point where James Marsden says like, oh, if you buy the movie on Amazon, I get a dollar. So <laughs> last week I bought Barbie cause a, I loved it and I wanted to contribute to the cause cause I think it's an amazing movie for young girls. But anyway, so I was like, I hope you got that dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah. So uh, Alex has been talking to a guy, to a man, a man, a a gentleman caller. I did not see this coming. I did not know she was going to do this at all this season. Um, And his name is Dave or David. I feel like they changed it. Uh, But they went to high school together and he definitely knows Matt, but he's so different from Matt. You know, he's got a job. He doesn't do drugs. He doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matt's not allowed to get pissed off, you know, because he's not around anyway. So why the fuck should he care? Which I don't think he will. Uh, and of course, Alex is talking to uh, Haley about how hard it is to date with a kid and, you know, make sure that the guy is priority number one. But to just get that out of the way, they're going to go on a date and she's just going to bring Arabella with see if they get along and i'm like no no you don't have to do that at all no just hang this out with them was fucking insane mm-hmm. it's like i totally understand especially when you're that age to be like okay i want to hang out with this guy but i don't want to hang out with him one-on-one yet and bringing a friend and getting them to bring a friend for your friend like i get that but to bring your fucking baby and being like, well, I need to see what he's like with the baby. Like, that is psychotic. It is. I agree. And it's just the thing with these girls, you know, and it's probably just hindsight. But every one of these girls, when they date someone, it's just like, I guess, I guess I've never dated with a child, but they're like, well, this could be my forever guy. You know, like, this could be the one. This could be the future stepdad to my kid. And it's like, he doesn't have to be, though. You're 18. 
you could just date him and just see what the fuck happens you know he could be nothing but of course it's like we have to find out right away you know it's just yeah it's gross i don't like it um so they're gonna go on a double date yes so uh it's date day and alex asks her younger sister ariel who is the 40 year old in a 13 year old's body to come on the date to help with arabella and and ariel's super excited she's fucking never gets out of the house apparently and alex yes are you kidding me like she thinks it's like so cool to hang out with like her big sister's friends and maybe older boys i was hoping she was actually like totally like um, trolling her you know like yeah (laughs) nothing i'd rather fucking do on a saturday than watch your baby while you go try to fuck some guy like oh that sounds great of course you would think that yeah well uh so alex you don't know me uh marina uh and ariel meet up with dave and his friend tyler who are both a complete product of the year 2013 i loved it oh adam lynn's like twins oh yes Uh they all could have shared a wardrobe yeah they shop at PacSun. Or um, what's another good one? Tilly's. Yep. Totally. Um, West 49 in Canada. Okay. Marina and Tyler do look like they'd be a good couple. Like, I would not be surprised in the slightest if we find out that they dated for like two years after this. You know, like the friends. Oh, yeah. They looked cute together. And they did seem to kind of be like walking close to each other. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There was a hand job for sure. Um. I just, are we really supposed to believe that Dave and Tyler don't smoke weed? They're not high right now. Listen, one of them asks her, like, about Matt and how he's doing. And she she goes, well, the last time I saw him was when he OD'd. And one of them goes, well, it sounds like a badass to me. He, he says it unironically, too. Right. But Alex is like, he doesn't do drugs. He doesn't take drugs. She he doesn't take drugs. It's like, well, of course he's going to tell you that. A mutual friend of yours, you find out that they OD'd and your response is, sounds like a badass to me. Not like, oh my God, I'm so glad that he's That's okay. someone I want around my baby. That's for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Right? Potential potential baby daddy. <laughs> and and Katie calls Joey a deadbeat dad. Like, are you kidding me? Um. They're they're mini golfing, you know, they're having a good time, they're flirting. And Dave asks if Alex has any free time, and she just goes, Nope. If you're gonna date me, the kid's gonna be around all the time. And he just goes, Well, that's okay. I like little kids and I like her face. Um, bye. <laughs> okay, I thought that was creepy too, but I didn't want to sound like I had like a perverted mind by going there. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> if in a completely different universe, if I were to date with a kid, I would assume every guy I was going out with, you know, at least for a while, you know, I feel like that's what you, what you should do. Just err on the side of caution, you know? I just think that like, it's just not appropriate to like obviously Arabella is so young at this point that she's not going to remember but once like look at Sophia with like Simon on Teen Mom and stuff like Mm -hmm. that like or Janelle and Jace and any of like 
any of these situations there's so many of them that we can go off about like look how attached these kids get to the person like it should be so you should be so careful about who you bring your kids around for so many different reasons oh totally and coming from the person who has no kids right a healthy-minded person um (laughs) so what was i gonna say oh and this is probably more of a me problem than anything but for some reason like i don't have any i don't think there's anything wrong with guys who are good with kids that's fantastic yeah or like enjoy and are good with them whatever but for some reason whenever a full-grown man is like i love kids i love little kids i'm like hmm because i don't even say i don't say that i have a kid and i don't like tell a fucking stranger like i love kids like who just i don't know i get it yeah i don't know it's just weird maybe like i said maybe there's something wrong with us who knows there's definitely something wrong with us but you know what i mean um so yeah the date went well um ariel thinks he's way better than matt um alex like well not trying to find like someone to be in her life forever but we'll see i don't know if we ever see this guy again do you remember she goes out next episode she goes to an i set to kill concert which is I'm that what it was so excited to talk about because I, I loved that band um, i knew it was a fucking show that i would have went to but i didn't know it was that band specifically that's funny and they're with a guy, but I'm, but I don't think it's the same guy. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, that's where, uh, da, 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 da. that's where Alex's segment ends. A pretty chill segment for Alex, you know, but good for her. She's, she's holding their shit together. She's working. I think her she probably banged this guy. I hope I feel so. like, I feel like that's why she's like in such a good mood. Cause like he went down <laughs> on her or something. So she's yeah. like, she's like calm now she's like okay i don't have to like freak out on my mom for like asking me how i'm gonna take care of this kid without matt you know (laughs) she's like that's all i needed yeah like that's what oh okay fuck i would have loved that i would have loved to have gotten a second season of this show and had seen them date you know oh my god that would have been great apparently we're gonna see brianna go like start a relationship with some guy the next episode and i don't fucking remember that guy and uh spoiler her sister and mom cock block the whole thing they don't like to see brianna with a man (sighs) we get to debella deball debella deball take it away so much to just talk about with this girl but Mm -hmm. so katie miss katie we start her segment with her calling her mom and basically bitching about the entire time her and joey were on their way to Salt Lake City, which I believe she said was a three-hour drive. Mm -hmm. She said they fought the entire way, which this, correct me if I'm wrong, their fight started because he got, he took her car through a car wash before for $10, and she was mad at him for spending the $10 on on the car wash. Yep. Yep. Um, So she's the one that started it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And grass is green and the sky is blue. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, we kind of get the back and not the back and forth, but we see her tell her mom about that. And then her mom's just like, well, isn't that what you and Joey do 
all the time anyways like right what's, what's the difference now what do you wh why are you calling me and telling me this I'm in the middle of my soap operas like her mom pretty much just should have said that um but then we flash over to Joey who's talking to his stepdad who I love by the way his stepdad mm -hmm. is like the most sane rational person who's ever been on any teen mom franchise ever and he's kind of cute and he's yeah. probably our age. He's probably our age here, you know? Yeah. Joey's mom, like, pulled with him for sure. For sure. For um, sure. But yeah, his stepdad gives him great advice, which is like, just stop trying. Like, you guys just need to separate. Like, if if you guys can't even go on one weekend, which is supposed to be your, like, escape from reality situation, which... Going back to what we said last episode, why the fuck did they bring the baby to that? Um, but neither here nor there, that was supposed to be their, like, let's try and have a good time. And if you're fighting on the let's try and have a good time, then it's already done. So just separate. Yeah, done. Cut the cord, you know? <laughs> yeah, done. You know. Um. So yeah, I f I felt like that was great advice from the stepdad. Honestly, just separate. Um, <laughs> you know the. You, I'm sure you've seen Bring It On. Obviously, yeah. Whenever I see anything like this, or if someone's like, "Man, like this just isn't working out for me," I think of Eliza Dushku yelling out the window, like, "Stop it! If you don't have it by now, you don't have it. Come on already. <laughs> Give us." I mean, it's true though. Um, so we see that what Katie said, she has to work all day. So Joey has to bring Molly to Katie's work so that she can breastfeed, which autocorrected to breakfast in my notes. <laughs> Same thing. And, um, what in the hoarder garage <laughs> was this? Because I, I don't understand where they were. I thought that we were at the clothing shop that Katie worked for, but this looked like an actual garage with a fridge, like a beer fridge in it and like a dirty old couch with like clothes piled up. You know, people are smoking cigarettes in this garage. Like if I saw this on TV, especially knowing that like Katie and Joey were back there while she was breastfeeding and you know, Joey was chain smoking cigarettes. Like, I wouldn't be going to that store and wanting to shop there after I saw no. this. Like, that's where no. your clothes are stored. It's where your inventory this, is. This store is not licensed. Um, I don't know if the owners of the strip mall know that this place is even there. It looks like a fucking bomb went off in the back. There's just someone's laundry to the side. There's, like, inventory there's probably moldy food in the fucking fridge. I wouldn't want to sit on the couch that Katie is breastfeeding her infant on. Um, we saw a few episodes ago, I remember briefly seeing the inside of the store up front, and it looked like a fucking war zone out there, too. Like, what is this store? This children's closet. Children's closet is what it's called. No, this place is a fucking wreck. Yeah, I'm... I'm not planning to go there anytime soon on my and they next let, visit to Wyoming. Yeah. They let Molly just crawl around on the floor. Of just crawl course. around. There's broken glass on that floor. You know it. Cigarette butts. Exactly. Everything. Joey put out his cigarette on Molly's head. Like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Thought you were, thought you were a Cabbage Patch doll someone donated. 
But for some reason, Joey thinks that this is the best time to tell her that he wants uh, a separation, if you will. A break. Well, he says he wants to be apart. And then she asks him, like, do you mean break up or just separate? And he's like, well, we can try a separation, which means, you know, he's already fucking done. Um, I don't know. I feel like he probably just had this in his head and he was like, if I don't do this now, I'm I'm never going to. He gassed himself up beforehand. The conversation with his stepdad really, really resonated with him. Uh, I think it's smart, you know, and I love when they're talking and Katie, her reaction to me when he first said that he wanted to separate it. The look on her face was like, I've heard that before. Yeah, like, sure you do. You know, like we've said this a million times. Um, and she's like, I don't want to separate. And he's like, well, well, why? And she goes, well, why would I want to marry you if I want to separate? And he's like, I don't know, Katie. Why do you want to marry me? We don't get along at all. And she's just like, well, I love you. Like, she doesn't have, she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, she doesn't have a good reason. I feel like they probably fought and said this to each other a million times. Like, I'm done with you. But this is probably the first time that Joey, like, sat down in complete calmness and was like this is what I want to happen so she was probably like uh what do you mean yeah um and I also feel like Katie is almost gaslighting him here like we always talk about men are the gaslighters but I feel like she Mm -hmm. is here because he's like we don't get along we even fought on your birthday like why do you want to be with me and she's like well I don't know like we're obviously like I'm obviously like happier with you than without you like our relationship like isn't that bad is it Mm -hmm. and it's like this is like the most toxic fucking relation I don't know I feel like she's in like a completely different world here she's like in denial especially later when we get to the big blow up I 100% agree about the gaslighting thing uh some of the stuff she says and I feel like it kind of worked on him too because at the beginning of that fight he's totally ready to jet you know and I think at the end he was starting to kind of question like oh man like did I start this you know we'll we'll get to it yeah so I mean that's kind of it for the warehouse scene <laughs> and then <laughs> Joey the next scene he's like on his he's on his fucking four-wheeler Katie and he ignores her calls And she's just like calling him and whatever. And then he comes over later and he's trying to see Molly as they agreed on. Because that's another thing we forgot to mention in the previous scene. Um, She was like, well, I still want you to see Molly. And he's like, I want to see her too. I'm off on weekends. Like that can be my time with her. Which Um, I believe Joey's never been one to fuck her off and not hang out with his kid. A hundred percent. And that was another thing that pissed me off about her a little bit because it was like she's just assuming that he's not going to see the kid anymore because he doesn't want to be with you. It's like that's not one doesn't have anything to do with the other. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so he comes over after his four wheeling day and ignoring her phone calls and she's fucking pissed. They get into this like huge screaming match and he's like, want to spend time with Molly, not you, Katie. I was riding my four wheeler <laughs> and she's like, drive your four wheeler off a cliff. She's such a cunt, which I thought that was cunty, like you said. And then she calls him a deadbeat dad. And he's like, excuse me. He's like, I may be a 
deadbeat boyfriend, but I'm definitely not a deadbeat dad. Like, who the fuck pays for this condo? Who the fuck buys everything for Molly? Like, she definitely ate her words right after she said that. Like, I loved that. It's and of course, Molly is right between them the whole time, you know, playing with random shit. You know, it's like their favorite activity is fighting around their kid. No, I wrote it down. It's I think so he drops her off and like literally just tries to put her down and get out the door before they can fight. And Katie's like, you're really just going to walk away. You're really just not going to talk to me. And he's like, Mm -hmm. what don't you get? Like, we're not together. That's the whole point, you know, is to take a break from each other. And she's like, well, I'm just going to ignore you and go out all night and, you know, not talk to you and see how you feel. And it's like, no, you're not. You're not going to do that. Uh, And she says something about, yeah, like, oh, like, I'm not just going to sit around and wait for my deadbeat, deadbeat baby daddy. And he kind of hovers over her a bit, a little invading her space and is like, excuse me? deadbeat baby daddy like i've been working overnights sacrificing my lungs at 20 years old you know like i've paid for literally everything for that kid deadbeat baby daddy and she's like well i'm not saying you're a deadbeat baby daddy. <laughs> like it's literally what you just said uh, oh my god it's bad yeah they they just get into it um so there's two fights so there's the first one mm. um uh, and then there's like a middle segment where he's back talking with his parents like l- speaking of disgusting grounds he's like laying on the outside patio like smoking a cigarette but like listen I don't blame him he's stressed out like I'd be stressed out too if I was trying to break up with Katie Um, but he says something that was like like not that I never th- like not that I ever thought that Joey was a bad guy, but when he said this to his parents, I was kind of like, aw, like kind of made me want to give him a hug. Um, You know, they're talking about like, you know, you got to make sure like this is what you do because it's going to be better in the long run. And he says something like, I really I just really don't want to see her upset, though. Like, it's like hard sure. for me to do this to her. Right. Like, and I was still... like, oh, like. It is we- hard to break up with someone like even when you know that person isn't right for you like it's so hard. I can't even imagine if you have a baby together. Well, I think most decent people don't like intentionally hurting someone else's feelings. You yeah. know, like seeing mm-hmm. someone visually upset and being like I did that. I don't think anyone likes that feeling. Uh but he's just, you know, he's young. He's been working in the coal mine. He's tired. He's emotionally tired from being with Katie and just being a parent because that's exhausting in itself. Uh, Yeah, he's just done. He's done. Yeah. So then uh, when he walks back in to bring Molly back, his first of all, his pants are falling down. Like, Joey, I'm on your side this episode, but... You making all that money? Can you at least buy yourself a belt? Buy a belt. <laughs> um, but Steal yeah. one from the inventory in the garage of the warehouse. There's got to be one in there. And he's skinny. He can get away with a kid's belt for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they get into this huge screaming fight again or whatever. And she's like, oh, I'm going to sit there and ignore your calls and do whatever. And he's like, no, I am going to do that because we're broken up. And I feel like he was trying to be like nice and she just like pushes him over the edge with these things Mm -hmm. that she says to him 
so she can be the victim. Like, I'm starting it. I'm not to keep saying, you know, the word of the year, but gaslighting you. Mm-hmm. So he reacts and she could be like, why are you like I just I just love you and I want us to work out you know yes like there was this moment where he's like I'm sorry I don't want to break up but I don't know what to do anymore like this is not going to work out and then she goes you didn't even try and he's like how did I not try like this motherfucker went to counseling with you Katie like no dude ever wants to go to counseling let alone a dude like in their 20s he quit smoking weed for like six hours for you, Katie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all he had. It's all he had was his big fat bowl of weed. Uh, yeah, she says some great, great things here. Um, you're the only person I trusted and I just get to freaking lose it all. Like just putting all that weight on him. You know, like my whole life's been shit until you. Therefore, if you leave, I'm not going to have anything, which is not true. Um what else did she say oh after she's crying you know she also says i told you this was gonna happen and you convinced me you wouldn't and now you're leaving me like are you fucking kidding me it's that's hard it's rough it is it's really rough this was and this isn't even the worst it gets i'm pretty sure we get a worse one next episode if not the one after oh yeah when like the moms there and they're like pulling the baby out of each other's arms it's like yeah so brutal there was a really funny moment though where where she's like where he's saying something and then she cuts him off and then he cuts her off again and then she goes let me finish and he's like i didn't even get to finish katie <laughs> <laughs> I but then he like so stops and listens to her anyway of course what am i uh favorite clips of jersey shore i saw recently of season one was when um ron and sam get into the fight on the boardwalk and sam is talking shit at the other girl yeah. you know in the sundress mm-hmm. and then she says something and the woman is like what'd you say and she's like i don't repeat myself twice and she goes what she goes i don't repeat myself twice yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's like that <laughs> oh my god and then sam's like what are you like 30 years old in that sundress Ooh, that hurts i know that mm-hmm. hurts um the only other thing that i really that really like stuck out to me with this katie joey fight is him saying like look at molly she's playing and laughing right now but in a few years she won't be she'll literally like be in her room wondering when this fighting's gonna stop i should know because i did it every day in my childhood so just that self-awareness from joey and him being like i know that us breaking up is better for her in the long run like i have to applaud him because Mm -hmm. a lot of these teen moms like don't see i don't think any of them really see that None of them have actually really had that self-awareness to be like, oh, I have to break up with this person because it's not good for my child, especially Janelle. <laughs> um, yeah. Or like Amber and Gary, you know, yeah, with how, how much they fought around Leah. Yeah. It's terrible. And I'm I'm speaking as someone who dealt with that as well, you know, and that's why whenever i whenever sean and i like we really don't fight very often of course we bicker and we fucking piss each other off and shit Mm -hmm. but 
whenever I can sense that we're going to get into some sort of like argument or something, I immediately get really scared because I've seen what those fights, like I would be around people and it would be like, the fight starts with like, where should we get food tonight? And it would escalate to like, you know, just an extreme fight. So therefore I'm always like, what if that's going to happen? It never does, but you know what I mean? So I'm glad that, yeah, at 20 years old, however old he is, he's like, we can't do this. And there's a shot of Molly after he says that being like, you know, she doesn't get it now, but she's going to get it in a year. And they zoom in on Molly's face. And it almost was as if she was telling the camera, like, no, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I may not be able to talk or walk yet, but my parents are fucking jerks. I know Especially my mom. <laughs> yeah, I fucking know that shit. Exactly. Yeah, so. it's, it's, I, I just don't understand. Like, I, I guess I can understand or be sympathetic to the fact that, like, she's an 18 year old girl. This guy was her first love. She has a baby with him. She has all these insecurities. Like she's spoken out before about her physical insecurities and everything else. And she doesn't want to be alone. But and, you know, when you're that age, it's so hard to look at the big picture of things. But it's like, dude, can do you really want to live the rest of your life fighting with somebody Absolutely like, not. I understand every couple gets in fights like you just said, but it's like, I'm okay with never getting into a fight with anyone the rest of my life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, me I don't too. have the fucking energy for that shit. It's like, okay. Anything to avoid confrontation on any, any level, you know, that sounds <laughs> fucking great, which is why I'm happy to be where I am, you know, where it really doesn't happen. But anywhere, work, anything, like, can you can you just look at look at someone in the eye and be like, does this really matter? Is it really that big of a deal? Whatever it is, yeah. You know, we're all just on a floating rock in space. This doesn't fucking matter, you know. There's aliens, like dehydrated, hungover aliens in Mexico. You know, like does this matter? Mexico Ugh. will get you <laughs> every fucking time. Every to be time. to be fair. Um, what else am I gonna say? I feel like there was something else I was going to say about this fight here. But, oh, I was just going to say, I hope Katie, we talk a lot of shit about her on the show. We're very much Team Joey in this specific circumstance. Um, But I hope Katie is in a good place. I hope she did find someone where she didn't feel the need to, you know, be on constant defense and fight and whatever. And I hope Molly never saw her cry again after the season was done filming. Yeah, I every bit of my being. I hope Molly never saw her cry ever again. I agree with that. I wish that. And, you know, it's like a generational thing, obviously, when these things tend to happen. Mm -hmm. However, I do wish Katie's mom gave her a little bit better advice than she did in the episode, because there was one point where she says, like, I don't know. I like I know that our relationship isn't the best, but like, I don't want to see him with someone else. And all her mom goes, well, I think that's your answer right there. Yeah, that should tell you everything. Yeah. That's not good advice at all. How about you play the friggin' Usher song for her? (laughs) Those are some great lyrics. Like, I know that I need to move on, but I hate the thought of them being with someone else. But I know that it's over and I need to let it go. Nonetheless. 
I would have played Jay Z's on to the next one after. She's okay. Just fucking move on. Of course, my cancer plays like the sentimental one. And I'm like, next. Your Scorpio ass is like, peace. Well, sure. Yeah, I don't agree with that either. I mean, especially when she's so young. And Katie's a cute girl. These are all cute girls. Like, what if you know? your daughter ended up in a relationship like Katie and Joey's? Would no. you at any fucking point try to say, well, maybe you should just stay with him then? Like, no. See, it's rough. Even if, um, even if they had a kid together, I would take in my daughter and her kid mm-hmm. a million times over before I thought she was in a situation where a lot of like it was hurting her not you know even if it wasn't a physical thing because I don't know if Katie and uh, Joey ever got physical but um emotionally traumatic relationship you know because that's just as bad mm-hmm. yeah so no I I don't like the thought of that at all I really hope that doesn't happen and no, I I wouldn't just be like, you know, maybe it'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Katie was doomed from the start. Honestly. I really want to know what she's up to because I know you found her online at one point. I know. I'll find her again. I have to. Hopefully she's at the top of some MLM somewhere selling makeup or whatever the fuck. Maybe her modeling career blossomed. <laughs> yeah, I hope yeah. she's good. I hope Joey's good. Um, you know, we found out that Joey has other kids. Yes. I hope that he didn't end up in a situation like he was in with Katie with another woman and a child. Like, that would also be heartbreaking to me. I never even Just thought for, to look up Joey. You never, you never know. That's but. a whole other level. I hope everyone's doing good. It. Yeah, um, my next episode, I'll figure that shit out because now I'm intrigued. I know. The show is so fucking good. I know. Uh, yeah, I don't think I have any other final thoughts. I'm just excited to get to the next one. Um, the, the season's really long. We've got the three-part finale and we have an unseen moment, which might be fun. You know, these girls oh. have a lot to deliver. We have to get to the... Does anyone have any class anymore? <laughs> Which one is that? Doesn't, like, Joey drop Katie's clothes off, like, in the middle of the street in a garbage bag or something, and she, like, falls to the ground and says that? I've definitely heard that quote before, but I don't know where it, ca- where it came from. But, I mean, who else would say it other than the two of them, you know? Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. There's we'll a get lot. to it. There's a lot. Do you have anything coming up? Anything um, out of the norm or anything fun that you know you're going to be talking about soon? Not really. Just same old stuff. Just finishing uh, off the season of Jersey Shore Family Vacation with Sam. Um, Mm -hmm. Actually, next week, All-Star Shore Season 2 starts starring Vinny. So I'm excited for that because I loved the first season of All-Star Shore. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then obviously recapping the current episodes of next chapter on my Patreon. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, well, we are going to record Rock of Love, my next episode of Rock of Love with Anthony DiDomenico, which will be a fucking blast when he came on <sighs> for the last episode of Team Mom 3. We had a great time. Um, 
And this next episode, I watched it already. The next episode, <laughs> the Mud Bowl episode fucking delivers beginning to end. Not only is it Mud Bowl, which is great, but this is when Aaron calls her work to be like, hey, how are things going? And the guy's like, yeah, that guy, um, Justin Timberlake was in last night. And she's like, oh, no, I missed him. Like, I'm a huge fan. So Heather and Lacey decide, like, oh, my God, she wants to fuck Justin Timberlake. We have to tell Brett. <laughs> so there's a lot to cover in that one. Um, let's see here. Slowly working my way through Surreal Life Season 5. I want to have Julie on for one coming up here. And I'm really excited to get into Season 6. You know, that's one of my favorite seasons. So I think in about a month I'll get there. Um, Yeah, I think that's it for me. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So excited. Same old, same old. You, you can't top perfection, right? Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I love you so much. This was so much fun. Always, anytime. Um, yeah, resting bitch face, shore store pod. You can find me on at Surreality Pod. Um, Justine's got the, her great Patreon. She does all my shits free for now. <laughs> I, I don't know why I said it that way. I have no plans on making <laughs> like a paywall or anything. Uh, but yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Bye bye. bye.